Many people have been asking, Pastor, what is it that believers can do at this time to affect change? Is there anything we can do? Because this virus took us by storm, and in all honesty, it can, it can make you feel powerless. It can make you feel like there is nothing that I can do to help this situation. But I came to tell you that that is not the truth. You have a powerful weapon, a strong weapon that you can use. Believers, it is not in good seasons that we bring out our weapons, but it's time like this that we need to unleash our weapons. And the one weapon I want to talk to you about is the weapon of prayer. Amen. Uh, the believers in this time can pray. And I just want to share a couple of scriptures. If you're at home, write them down. Write them down and let them guide you during the week. During the week when, you know, we don't know what will happen, you can refer to them and they will be a source of inspiration to you. But look at what the Bible says. Here's why you should pray. Here's the first reason and the first benefit of praying. The Word of God says that when you pray, God hears. When you pray, it's not going into just the atmosphere, but we have a God who hears. The book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 says this. This, oh, I'm falling apart here. It says this is the confidence we have in approaching God. This is the confidence that if we ask anything according to his will, look at this, he hears us. So the believer can be confident that when we pray according to God's will, that the God that we serve, he hears. I know the will of God is not for any man to perish. I know the will of God is that all should come to a saving grace. So you can pray these things and be assured that the God we serve hears. Here's the other thing that's important. Prayer releases you from anxiety. I tell you what, man, not knowing what tomorrow holds, having your whole life disrupted, uncertainty, uh, and if you watch the media, they can make you feel almost like you're going to die. I had to comfort my, my other son, Shy, the other day, and just kind of hug him and say, son, we're not going to die. And I want to tell you, listen, if you follow the instructions, I, I, my prayer is that the Lord keeps you and stop telling yourself that you're going to die, right? If, you, if you're somebody struggling with that, let that go right now. But I want you to know that if you're still struggling with fear, prayer is an antidote for fear. Listen to what the Bible says. It releases us from anxiety. Psalms 34 verse 4 says, I asked the Lord for help and he saved me from all my fears. Amen. Isn't that a blessing? Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. With thankful hearts, offer up your prayers and requests to God. Then because you belong to Christ, God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. And watch this. And this peace will control the way you think and feel, right? So the Bible says here in the book of Philippians that when you pray, don't worry, but in prayer with thanksgiving, give praise unto God, and then eventually fear leaves and the Spirit of God takes control of how you feel. Some of you are anxious. Don't be anxious. Just pray, right? Here's another thing that prayer does. Prayer allows God to reveal to us what's not clear. 
and clear has to do with focus and perspective. And so many people have gotten the wrong perspective. You know, people hit me up and as a pastor, they say, Pastor, what's going on? And I tell them, listen, trust God. And they say things to me like, that's cool, Pastor, but for real. And I have to stop them and say, no, wait a minute. We don't only serve God when things are good, but we serve God because when things go chaotic, he's still God, right? And so listen to what the Bible says. When things are not clear, ask me. This is Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Write these verses down. He said, ask me, and I will tell you things that you do not know and can't find out, right? The Lord will reveal to us his heart, he will reveal to us what's happening. He will show you what to pray for. He'll give you wisdom. He'll tell you where to go. He'll tell you what not to do. The Lord will be your shield. The Lord will be your protector. Look at what else prayer does. Prayer connects us with others as well, right? Uh, look at what the Bible says in Colossians 1.9. This is the apostle writing. He says, we have not stopped praying for you since the first day we heard about you. In fact, we always pray that God will show you uh, everything he wants to do in your life. One of the things you can do is pray for the other brothers and sisters in the church. Pray for people in your community. Pray for governments. I know the media wants us to hate our leaders at this time. If you're Democratic, they want you to hate Republicans. If you're Republicans, they want you to hate. And they're playing the, game, the blame game. Let's not get involved in that. Let's pray for those in leadership that wisdom would prevail. Pray for church leaders. Pray for pastors. Pray for people everywhere. And look, finally, uh, prayer brings wisdom, right? Prayer, the Bible says in James 1.5, if any of you need wisdom, pray and, you, and the Lord uh, will give it to you freely, generous, if you just ask him. And look at this, Colossians 4 verse 2, never giving up on prayer and when you pray, keep alert and be thankful. Be sure to pray that God will make a way for us to spread his message and explain the mystery about Christ even though I'm in jail for doing this. Listen, Paul was writing from jail, and Paul says, uh, please pray for me that I may explain the mysteries of God to others. Isn't that amazing that while Paul was in jail, Paul was still praying that the Lord grants him an opportunity to pray for other people? Prayer is a powerful weapon. Don't lose sight of that. Now, I want to talk to those of you who might be fearful I'm reminded of a story in the Bible with our dear brother Peter. The Bible says Peter got into a boat with the other disciples and Jesus told him to go across the sea. As they went across the sea, a storm arose and they were fighting against the wind. And early going into the morning parts, they saw somebody walking on the water and they thought it was a ghost. And the Bible says they became terrified. We all know the famous story. It was Jesus who was walking on the water. But you see, sometimes in life, storms, when they come, they make Jesus looks like he's not for us. They saw Jesus, but they were terrified because Jesus didn't look like Jesus. He appeared to them as a ghost. And I'm telling you, when corona and all these viruses hit, you tend in your human nature to look up to heaven and say, God, where are you? There was another story in the Bible I preached last week at the church. 
that sometimes storms even make you question the character of God. Let me tell you something. Don't ever question God's character. Storms can clutter your mind and get you confused. They come to make you see the wrong picture of who Jesus is. But Jesus spoke from that place and while walking on water, he said, do not be afraid, it is I, Jesus. Now I want you to think about this for a minute. Naturally, Peter is a fisherman. Peter looks out and sees him walking on water. Everything naturally should have said that the thing Jesus is walking on should rightfully engulf him and drown him and kill him. The thing that he's walking on should kill him. But rather than dying from what he's walking on, he is actually rising above what should naturally kill him. And Peter looked at this and he said, wait a minute. I want to be able to walk on the thing that threatens to kill me. And I want you to know today that Corona is coming, it's threatening, and it's saying that it's going to kill you, it's going to take our population, it's going to disrupt our lives, we will never be the same. All these voices from the media are coming and saying these things. But I want to say this to you, that the God we serve is able to rise above the thing that is threatening to kill you and walk and trample upon it. And Peter saw this, and I like Peter. Peter said, God, I want to do the same thing. Let me walk on the water just like you. And Jesus said, come on, you can do the same thing. Peter, by faith, walked on the water. And here's what the Bible says, that for a split second, he began to hear the noise. And when he heard the noise, he got distracted and he began to sink again. And when he began to sink, Jesus had to rescue him. Very important point there, that during this season, if you want to rise above the fear and rise above all the, 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 the negative thoughts, keep your eyes on Jesus. The Bible says whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are holy, whatsoever things, if there's praise in it, think on these things. The God who we serve is able to keep your mind in perfect peace. Keep looking at Jesus in this season. Keep worshiping. Keep playing worship music. Keep reading the Bible. Lastly, here's a, something that I want to leave for those of you who are tuning in that are not members of Church City. And you might have stumbled on this page. I was doing some research on this virus like everybody else. Amen. Y'all doing your research, right? And there's speculation. The conspiracy theorists said it's a government-made virus to kill off the people. Some people said, no, it's a virus that they can trace back that came from an animal, a bat in particular. One specialist said that they believe somebody slaughtered the animal and the, the animal had the virus and proper hygiene wasn't used and maybe they touched their face and the virus got into the body. Here's the point I'm trying to make. As long as the virus is outside of the body, it cannot affect the body. It's once the virus got inside of the body. And imagine that with me for a minute. I want you to think about this. Once one person was infected, it began to spread to the masses. 
and it jumped shores and it jumped borders and it jumped different places to where we now label it a pandemic where the whole world is affected from it starting from one man. Well, do you know what the book of Romans says? The book of Romans in chapter, uh, let, let me pull it up for you. I want to read this for you. This is a very powerful scripture. In the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 12, it says that Adam sinned. I want you to think about the virus enter one man and spread to all. And the Bible in the book of Romans says that when Adam sinned, it brought death to the entire world. Which means this, just like a virus, sin, once it's not contaminating us, we're good. But once it becomes part of our nature, we're in trouble and we need help. And Adam's sin caused the whole world to fall into chaos. And look at what the virus does. A friend of mine posted this yesterday. And I want to read these things of what a virus does. A virus damages. A virus creates fear. The coronavirus, when you're infected with it, can make you weak. The coronavirus right now has separated us. We can't even go out and enjoy the warm weather. The coronavirus has created chaos. If you go to the store right now, holler at me if you can find some toilet tissue. I've seen videos of people going to fists over, and I just don't get why the toilet tissue. I just, I just, don't, I just know that if the world is coming to an end, there's two things people are going to buy, ramen noodles and toilet tissue. But <laughs> it creates chaos. I also know that this virus is temporary. It's not going to last. And last, I know that the worst of this virus is that it leads to death. You know what this virus reminds me of? If you replace virus with sin, you'll see that sin does the same thing. Sin damages. Sin ruins our life. Some of us, even after this virus will pass, doesn't mean your life will be okay. Because you've been infected by sin. And you will go about doing things to destroy your life if a virus won't. Sin creates fear. You're fearful of death. Right now there's people watching that are scared. Am I going to lose my life or not? The only reason you have to fear death is if you don't know where you're going to go when you die. Look, sin makes us weak. Sin creates chaos. The world is the way it is because of sin. I also want you to know that sin ultimately, the wages of sin leads to death. But sin is temporary. And here's what the same chapter in Romans chapter 5 says. Just like Adam's sin fell and affected mankind, the second Adam. And if you don't know who the second Adam is, I want you to know today... His name is Jesus. And that second Adam died on the cross. And the same thing that Adam did with sin, he came to die for sin so that the power of salvation and grace can spread to humanity to undo what sin has done. While sin damages, listen to what the gospel does. The gospel heals. The gospel doesn't create fear, 
but it brings courage. The gospel doesn't make us weak. The gospel gives us strength. The gospel doesn't separate us. The gospel brings us together as a family. The gospel doesn't create chaos. The gospel tells you that he is the prince of peace. And the gospel is not temporary. The gospel is eternal. And the gospel doesn't lead to death. It actually leads to life. My brother, my sister watching this, I want to ask you a question. If you were to, God forbid, lose your life, where would you spend eternity? Do you know Jesus? And I think the church ought to get back to this message. Because when a virus like this hits us, it, it, it brings us to a place. I wrote three things down here. I'm almost finished, y'all. It says this. This virus is making us deal with our mortality. People are chaotic because they are unsure if they're going to get it, and they don't want to get it because they don't know if they're going to die. Ladies and gentlemen, even if this virus don't touch you, and I believe it won't, there's going to come a day where we're going to have to face the fact that we're mortals and we're not put here forever. The other thing this virus is doing it's making you think about what really matters in your life. You know, people are complaining because their life is interrupted. And I saw this thing on social media that says relationships haven't been canceled. Talking to people and loving each other not canceled. Having uh, uh, family time is not canceled. This thing is making us reconsider what really matters. Finally, what this coronavirus is doing is showing you that your life at any minute, as you know it, can change. The only thing that remains the same is Jesus. So my friends watching, I want you to know if you're a believer, you have a weapon, you can pray. If you're fearful, know that if you keep your eyes on Jesus, he can rise you above this fear. And finally, if you're watching and you don't know Jesus, you can get to know him. He has cured the greatest virus mankind has ever gotten. And that virus is known as sin. In a minute, we're going to pray. And I'm going to pray for those watching that if you don't know Jesus, that you ask him into your heart. We're going to pray together as a church. And I want those that are watching to join me in your living room and really pray and let's believe God together that the Lord would uh, bring healing. And we're going to pray because... Our president asked us to set aside this day as prayer. Let me say this. I'm not a polit political guy, and I'm not into weaponizing things. But I think it's good that we, we've been called on to pray. I think it's good that when the highest office in the land says, listen, the best thing we can do is call on God, we ought to do that. So I want to go to the Lord in prayer right now. And I want to pray that if you don't know Jesus, that you get to know him. And then I want to pray that the Lord heal our land. Don't panic, my brothers and sisters. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, you said that when we pray according to your will, you hear. You said be anxious for nothing but everything in prayer with thanksgiving, let our requests be made known. And the God who gives peace that passeth all understanding, it will guard our hearts and minds, control the way we feel. 
Father, we can pray, Father, and I thank you for this gift. I call on your mighty name right now to push back the pestilence, to stop this plague. Father, we know, Father, that you are sovereign, and you, God, Lord Jesus, love your people. And, Father, we know that prayer is a way we can repent of any sin. Right now, as a nation, as a world, God, we repent of every sin. We pray, Father, that you would forgive us. We pray, oh God, Lord Jesus, that we would take what your word says if we call on you and humble ourselves and pray and turn from wicked ways, then you will heal our land. We ask you for healing in our land. God, we ask you also at this time that if there's anybody that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, as we are being gripped with questions of our mortality and the fact that our lives could be interrupted any minute, that in the name of Jesus, those who don't know you would make a decision to follow you as Lord and Savior. They would cry out to you. I pray against fear in the name of Jesus. I pray against those that are worried and tormented. I pray, Father, that you would show them that you're in charge and that no weapon formed against your people will prosper. Those who don't know you, I pray that right now, wherever they are watching this, they would call on your name to be saved, God. They would ask you to come in their heart. Holy Spirit, storm into their life right now. I pray for the president. I pray for the leaders of this nation. I pray for the medical doctors. I pray for those working. I pray for preachers everywhere. I pray for saints everywhere. I pray for those working in the police force, those on the front line, be their protection. If you're, uh, uh, God, a doctor or, or, or a medical person watching, we pray for protection over your life right now. If you're a police officer, if you're a firefighter, if you're somebody in the political arena and you're watching, we pray that the Lord would preserve you and keep you. We pray for wisdom on our schools, our school board. We just pray, oh, Father, and cover every area that you would have your way. And I thank you and I glorify your name. Bless our church. Allow us, Father, to see that we don't need a building to be the church. I pray that your people's hearts would be encouraged, that they wouldn't walk in fear. They would live their best life even in the middle of the storm. And like Peter, as long as their eyes on you, they can walk on what naturally should kill them. They can rise above what is meant to cause them to sink. We can rise above this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and praise the Lord. Well, I know there's a lot of you tuning in. And listen, we're trying our best to make sure these live streams go excellent so that you can enjoy them. And I pray that you were blessed today by this broadcast. Share it with somebody. Share it. Let somebody know if it's been an encouragement to you. Share it. Remember, pray. Don't fear. And if you don't know Jesus, like this virus, sin is a problem. But Jesus is the cure. God bless you today from my family, from Church City. We love you. Before I go, I want to reiterate, be careful. Be careful. Take this thing serious. If you're somebody with a health issue, do not put yourself in danger. Stay home as much as you can. I know you're saying to yourself, my life is disrupted. I don't like this. And you might get impatient and antsy. Listen, I know my son's birthday is in a couple weeks. 
Silas is going to celebrate three. My daughter's sweet 16 is around the corner. And all our plans is on hold right now. So I understand there's things that you want to do. The weather's beautiful. I wanted to go outside yesterday and just go everywhere that I would normally go. But I had to tell myself, follow instructions and stay home as much as possible. Because here's the thing. Corona might not affect you, but you can be a carrier of it to someone who it might affect. Right? And so we don't want to be carriers of, of, of bad news to somebody else. We don't want to be the person responsible. So stay away from public as much as you can. Also, I want you to know the word corona means crown. And the king of kings is the one who wears the ultimate crown. And in the book of Revelation, it says that they cast down their crowns. Corona has to bow to the name of Jesus. This is temporary. It won't last, believers. But in this season... Take care of yourself, wash your hands, practice proper hygiene, and hold fast to the word of God. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in. ChurchCityUSA.com. God bless you.